Let's start the show by talking about my sponsor, Paloma Verde, and their new website, PalomaVerdeCBD.com. Head over to PalomaVerdeCBD.com and check them out for all of your CBD needs. They've got the gummies, tinctures, the salves. So if you're needing anything to maybe chill you out, something to help you get mellowed out, something for your joint pain and stiffness, go over to PalomaVerdeCBD.com and give them a check out. Carlos and Vanessa are awesome people. They run a great company. And if you enter the promo code FACTS at checkout, you'll get 25% off your order. Plus, any order over $75, you get free shipping. So, I don't know what you're waiting for. Head over to PalomaVerdeCBD.com and check them out. Let's start the show. This episode will be completely taken out of context. Welcome to the Fact Check This podcast. So see, that's the way it ought to be, because this was supposed to be Justin and Elena's random story time with absolutely no context, although I'd suck at doing no context, like I'm going to give context whenever, I, I'll have to explain it, because I'm, I'm, I'm terrible the same at way, kind of. But, so so we can just leave the no context part out of it, and, uh, but yeah, ill-prepared, like nothing, nothing scripted, we're just going to go off the cuff, so, so I'll let, either you can start or I can start, uh, how did I even suggest this? You told some random ass story on which, you know, as, as close to telling a story as you can do in 200 characters or whatever on Twitter. But yeah, what, yeah. what was the original story? Cause I don't even, I don't even remember now. So I don't even know why this popped in my head. I was like riding my bike and I was just like thinking. And what I tweeted about was how, um, my first time in college, I was like running an indoor track with my roommate and I had my headphones in and she's like screaming my name, trying to get my attention, but I don't hear her, which is how this guy ended up learning my name. But I was like running circles around him on the indoor track and he messaged me on Facebook like, hey, you seem like you have a lot of stamina. We should hang out like it worked on 18 year old me, apparently. So, so we ended up hanging out and we were in my, like the living room of my dorm. And you know how like school chairs are like plastic and then they have like the metal triangles on the bottom. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I was sitting in one of those chairs and I, we were, I don't know what we were doing on my laptop, but we were doing something on my laptop. And I noticed my charging cord for my laptop was underneath the leg of the chair. So while sitting in the chair, I like lifted up the chair, moved the cord and sat back down. And like, I didn't know this, but I cut my toe in half doing that. And like, he just like looked down at my foot. He's like, you're bleeding really bad. And I'm like, what do you mean? And I looked down and I'm like, oh my God, my toes in half. So like he wrapped my toe with gauze and then we never talked again. <laughs> that was my story. <laughs> you, you ruined that date all. Dog yeah. just by cutting your toe off. Yeah. <laughs> so I have a giant scar right there that uh, when I was in high school, I played football in high school and a buddy of mine and I would hit in practice because we knew how to hit really hard with, and make a really loud or we knew how to make a really loud pop without really hitting all that hard. So it looked like it was like really and sounded really impressive, but really we were just kind of, we were hitting each other just right to make everything pop loud and sound good. Uh, We, we didn't really hit very hard, 
Um, except that one day I went to juke him and my foot slipped and he, uh, he has metal clips on his helmet that held his chin strap on. And one of those clips comes across and it catches me right there and just rips this chunk out of my arm. And so I'm laying there on the ground with the ball sitting on my chest because I was going to juke him out of his shoes and I slipped. And so I'm mad at myself and I reach up and I hit the ball and knock it off of my chest. And when I do, blood just goes everywhere. Oh. And I was like, oh, that's not good. They had to take a flathead screwdriver and dig the dig the chunk of me out of his helmet. Uh, oh, my God. That's so, <laughs> so they they bandaged me up and I couldn't really tell how bad it was. Like, I, I just thought, you know, I got cut. So I, I, I didn't really think anything of it. So I go home. I take a shower. Uh, there was like a youth revival going on at a church. I go to that, eat supper, like sing and do all this stuff. And then at like nine o'clock that night, after I've bled through like 17 bandages of wrapping this thing up and it just keeps bleeding through, it's like, yeah, I should probably go to the hospital and ended up having uh, five internal stitches, 17 external stitches. Uh, that happened on a Tuesday in practice on Wednesday and Thursday, <clears throat> they had me in shorts and a helmet, just doing like light drills and walkthrough type stuff. And then on Friday, I go to Vanderbilt Sports Medicine, have a custom pad made to cover up my nice big uh, gouge in my arm. And I played in the game Friday night like it was nothing and played for the rest of the season with this giant custom molded pad to cover up where I got a decent sized chunk of me ripped out. That's gross. <laughs> is is I, your toe I, intact now or? It's like all scar tissue. So like I have like three toenails growing on that toe instead of like one cohesive one. It's really ugly. I'm not showing it. Yeah, I, I'm not a foot person. So we'll, we can just go ahead and not do that. That's good. Yeah. Totally cool <laughs> with me. All right. What's the next story? Oh, man. Huh. I don't know what topic we want to go on. Like I could tell a story about this time. My friend and I almost got in a bar fight with some hookers. Hell yes. This is the perfect <laughs> kind of story. Like that's the only stories that we should be telling. Okay. It's really, it's pretty short. So hopefully she like never watches this because she'll probably be mad at me for bringing up our stupid shit we did but oh whatever so i'm not i'm actually actually... not sharing this to my my like i'll share this to my uh political and my podcast <laughs> like page stuff but this is definitely not going up on my like norm my normal uh personal account stuff because we're I, I i got a couple stories that if uh, other people knew that i was telling those stories they'd probably be pissed off at me we, we okay, will name good. no names but they good, would know I have some of those name. so we were at a bar in a city drinking, which is how the story starts. And we like noticed these two girls that were like really dressed up kind of. And like, they were doing really weird things like lifting their like dress like up and like showing guys like random things. Like it was like, those girls have to be hookers. And then like they're hanging out with these guys and then suddenly they bought the entire bar around. I'm like, they totally just made their deal. It was so weird. But like, as we're like trying to leave, this guy that was with these girls starts kissing on my friend's neck. And she turns around, she's like, get off of me. I'm not one of your hookers or something like that. And the girls like flipped out. They're like, we are not hookers, blah, blah. And like, they were like kind of trying to fight and like we didn't we walked to this bar. So like, we didn't have a car to get away in or anything. So it's like after close and 
we like still hadn't left because they're like waiting outside the door like banging on the door like we're nurses we're not escorts like if you feel this deeply about this like you're an escort and it's like snowing outside and like we ended up waiting until like she went back and like got in her car and we like sprinted down the road in the snow just because like we weren't about to fight these people I'm not gonna act like I can fight somebody so <laughs> it was so stupid you never know until you take a swing at somebody well so I grew up way out in the sticks and we would have parties like on the like down on the river uh there was a sandbar and so the sand we had a big party down on the sandbar and the trick to the sandbar is once you get down on the sandbar you never stop moving if you like there's there are uh it's just loose sand and there are nice like packed down spots that you can drive on and you're good as long as you stay on those for the most part but also most of the sandbar is just like loose sand and so if you stop you bury yourself up to your like halfway up your tires and you're stuck and unless you've got like a big ass four-wheel drive with some like big mud tires or grips on it you're not getting out and whenever we would have the parties, there would always be a couple people with those types of vehicles just uh, basically cruising up and down the sandbar, finding every dumbass that got stuck and dragging them out. So we're going to the we're going to a party down the sandbar, and uh, we we get off of the path, like the nice hard compact sand that you can actually drive on, and get out in the middle of the sandbar, and we can't figure out where the fuck we're going. Uh, we might have been pre-gaming a little bit and so we're just cutting donuts in the sand because you can't stop moving or you're stuck and then we see headlights we just tear out across well there was this big like uh dip through it and we jumped that fucking thing we had had a bunch of uh like wood and other stuff because we were having a bonfire we had like a bunch of wood and other stuff in the bed of the truck all that shit was gone it all flew out don't know where any of that went so anyway we started like we were off to a good start with this party well about halfway through uh one of our buddies was drunk as fuck and a couple of a couple guys told uh told him like hey we're gonna take your truck and run into town so we can get cigarettes and some other stuff well he was drunk and he didn't remember that he said okay that's fine so like 15 minutes later he realizes his truck's gone (laughs) and just takes off running like running towards town like uh where's he going 30 minutes later or so his truck pulls back up and he's driving and the girl in the passenger seat is just fucking mortified like she's looks like she saw jesus and (laughs) and she's like oh my god i don't know what the fuck just happened it was crazy well the guy who had taken off in his truck walks back up like 15 minutes later he goes he comes running up. We rolled the window down to see if he needed a ride or what was wrong with him. He punched me in the face, drug me out <laughs> through the window, and <laughs> just left me laying there. Apparently, he forgot that he told them that they could take his truck, thought somebody stole his truck, was going to chase the people who stole his truck down. When he sees his truck coming back, he just immediately, as soon as they stop and roll the window down, he just punches <laughs> punches our buddy in the face drags him out through the window and gets in and brings his truck back like yeah lots of lots of fun see you never know if you can throw a punch until you do and the best time to do it is when you're drunk as fuck 
It's probably some good advice. That actually kind of made me think of this story. So friend from the previous story, the one from the bar. The troublemaker, apparently. Yeah, she's been my friend since we were eight years old. So like all of my stories are probably going to relate to her. But so this was like slightly after high school. She went through um, this breakup that was pretty bad with this guy that like lived across the street from me and we were like way across town at our other friends and drinking obviously because that's how all these stories start and she gets to this like really weird emotional state where like she wants to like recreate the scene from a movie and she wants to go to his house and throw rocks at his window to like profess her love so we're like, no, we're absolutely not fucking doing that. So an hour later, we're in the car to head to his house. And like, this is the, we should have never left the house. Like it went south so fast. So we get there and like, she's like trying to find pebbles on the beach to like throw at his window. And like things went south so fast when like we realized like, this is a problem. Like, why did we think this was okay? So we like try to get her back in the car. So we get her back in the car and she's in the passenger seat and we're in her car, but she's not driving. And she like, got so fucking mad at us. She like threw the car in park while we were driving and like destroyed her car and like got to the point where like, she could not be reasoned with. She ended up grabbing me by her, my hair and like, I was like, just trying to hold her puppy because we had a puppy with us too. We, this is so terrible. We ended up leaving her in her car on the side of the road with her hazards on because she was like uncontrollable. Like we did not know what to do with her. We had, we had no way to leave. We're like walking down the street at 3 a.m. calling random people. Like, can you come pick us up and take us back home? Like, meanwhile, she decided to start walking to her parents with her puppy like it was so bad like the fact that any of us are still friends after all that is like a miracle <laughs> it was so bad well on the topic of being left on the side of the road uh, I, I a buddy of mine used to live two houses down and several years ago many many years ago at this point now i used to live about three miles up the road and uh he had been hanging out at my house drinking we'd had some other buddies that were hanging out and drinking with us and he got like way too drunk, like blackout, throwing up all over himself, kind of drunk. <laughs> so I was obviously way too drunk as well, but I was like, all right, I got to get his ass home. So, I, you know, it's three miles down the road. Nothing bad can happen in three miles, right? <laughs> so I drive over here. I, I drag him into his house and dump him on his couch. And then I get back in my truck and I go to back out of his driveway and I completely miss the road end up in the ditch i get stuck in the ditch so then i have to call our other buddies who we had been drinking with <laughs> and they come out to his house with a tow rope also all of them way too drunk to be doing any of this shit either drag mm. me out of the ditch <laughs> his drunk ass comes wandering out into the yard they like we're trying to figure out what's going on in the ditch in front of his house we're, we're all drunk like high-fiving and hugging because I got stuck in a ditch and then now I'm not in the ditch anymore. And we're, oh God. Uh, yeah. Uh, if I drink, I stay home. 
Sounds like that's a good idea. <laughs> Nothing ever good happens when like any of that. It always goes south. <laughs> Hang on, let me pause this for just a second. You tried. I tried to tried to talk the wife into coming and sharing a dumb drunk story because uh, she's got some good ones, but <laughs> apparently she didn't want to come sit on camera and talk about the all the bar fights that she used to get into. For Maybe. somebody who's very tall and extremely skinny, apparently she used to try to fight a lot. I'm trying That's to, uh, I'm, if I say all this loud enough, I'm hoping I can goad her into just coming in here and defending her honor or something. Is it working? I, no, uh, she's ignoring me completely. Par for, well, par for the course. All right, so I guess my turn again so there's this i guess my only other like bar fight experience would be so port huron where i'm like from has boat night annually which like used to be this really cool thing where like there'd be like this boat parade and there's like this festival and everyone gets drunk downtown. Well, the last couple of years, it's basically become where people like get stabbed in front of you and like all this other crazy stuff happens. I have been there when someone got stabbed like near me, but that's not the story. But um, so one year I was hanging out with this guy that I didn't know I shouldn't be hanging out with. Like that's his bad, I didn't know. I did know he had a baby mama, but I didn't know they were like living together. So I guess that's kind of my bad too. Well, anyways, I ended up running into her and I knew who she was. I went to high school with her and she's like looking at me all weird. And she's like, what's your name? And like, I knew she knew about me at that point. And I was like, my name's Aubrey. Why? And my super drunk friend that was with me goes, Elena no it's not and like immediately the other girl like draws back so one of my friends I used to be much smaller than I am now like picked me up and like started carrying me away backwards and I'm like kicking and screaming and she's like yeah you run away you bitch and I'm like I'm not running I'm being carried away and she's like oh I'm gonna get you and I'm like what are you gonna do sit on me and like she's being pulled away I'm being carried away aerially like kicking and streaming screaming and we ended up so fireworks can't remember if fireworks were before or after that but ran into him again yeah this was after that like after the fact and like my friend like a different friend like didn't know about any of that happening and like we were walking past him on the way to fireworks and like she was like sitting across the table from him and she like stops and goes Elena look who's here and I'm like stop we're not stopping here like do not draw attention to me like that was the whole thing for a really long time like she wanted to kill me legitimately she never did though yeah in in uh I guess it was after my freshman year of college I was walking around at the county fair and just like all by myself uh just walking around minding my own business and I see out of the corner of my eye this person running up on me and I just like I didn't think anything of it. I just assumed it was one of my friends was going to come like jump on my back or something stupid. And this dude like full sprint running up at me and punched me in the jaw. 
uh, I didn't even break stride. Like he was a little small dude. And uh, like, I just kept walking and turned and all I see is assholes and elbows just like sprinting. And so I followed, like I watched him as he ran and I watched him as he ran and I saw where he went. So I just like casually walked in the direction that he had been going. And I come walking up on him and I find him with a couple of his buddies. And there's one of them is this big motherfucker. And then the other one was uh, kind of a scrawny dude. And the scrawny dude was like, I don't have anything to do with it. He's 18. You can beat his ass if you want to. <laughs> like, all right. Oh, okay. And, uh, but his big buddy was standing there being all big and intimidating. And he was hiding behind his big buddy. And uh, I was like, the fuck, dude? And he, he was sitting there just, he wouldn't say anything. He wouldn't even acknowledge that I was standing there. I was like, what the fuck ever? Like, I'll let it go then. And I turned to walk off and he jumps out from behind big buddy and he goes yeah you better walk away i spun around grabbed his ass by his shirt and pulled him in real close i said look motherfucker i was gonna let it go don't make me change my mind and his big buddy took two real big steps back and he didn't want anything to do with it either and but what i come to find out was that my ex-girlfriend knew some was dating uh like these guys best friend i don't know some dumb shit but anyway it was because they knew who I was, because I used to date her, then they this dude comes running up on me. I'm like, I'm just walking around minding my own fucking business and get punched. I'm like, you know, I'm not the violent type. Okay, I am the violent type, but you know, I don't want to be. Oh, another time we had a so where, where I'm from, uh, which I don't know what it's like up north, but uh, a lot of these Bible Belt states uh, there's no alcohol sales on sunday so where i'm from you couldn't buy alcohol on sunday well a bunch of us were hanging out and we were running out of beer real quick so there was a little town in tennessee that sold alcohol for whatever reason they had a loophole or some shit that but they could sell alcohol on sundays so a buddy of ours was like hey i'll i'll run i guess in hindsight, he was probably the most sober of us. But he was like, hey, I'll run down. And, like, I'll get I'll get stuff. I'll be back in a little bit. Like, okay, cool. He comes back. And now, bear in mind, we're like, we didn't hang out at people's houses. We sat in parking lots and, like, just drank out in public. Because, uh, you know, whatever. It's r- rural Kentucky. <laughs> so, so he comes pulling back up. There's this big-ass dent in the side of his car. Blood all over it. His face is all bloody. You telling the story now? Nope, you're still. You hush. Come here and give me a kiss. <laughs> she, she absolutely refuses to do anything that involves getting on camera. Fine, I love you. <laughs> Will not do this for anything. Okay, so he comes he comes rolling back up, like big ass dent inside of his car, blood all over the door where the dent was. He gets out and like his face is just all bloody. And apparently, uh, so because dumb redneck uh, rural stuff, there were always uh, towns that had problems with people from other towns. And usually it wasn't even anything that had anything to do with any of us. It was like, you know, generations ago. And for some reason, it never dies. Uh, But they knew him or knew of him, knew, you know, where he was from. And some folks saw him 
And so they just jumped him and like beat the shit out of him. So everybody grabs like baseball bats and shotguns and loads up. I had, I had eight people in my truck, uh, like three of them in the bed and the rest of us were in the, in the cab. Like everybody loaded up. We're about to roll out and we're going to head down there and just fuck everything up. And then of course him, you know, being the only sober one, he, uh, cooler heads prevailed. He's like, look, I got the beer. I'm not hurt. It looks worse than it is. Let's just hang out and drink. Let's not go starting shit and ended up all in jail on a nice Sunday afternoon. Like, okay. If we, <laughs> if we have to sit around and drink and not go burn a, not go burn a liquor store to the ground and fight with people, I guess we can do that. You know, disappointing. I grew up with a lot of like really kind of uh, rough around the edges, redneck types. Uh, my, my best friend, uh, my best friend worked for a big farmer in the area and uh, kind of helped run the farm. Well, the farmer was also the uh, primary cocaine dealer in the entire uh, county and really for that part of the of Kentucky and Tennessee. Uh, but I mean, it was cool because I, I never did any drugs or was pressured to. Uh, I never sold any or anything like that. I may have, I may have been the driver when things uh, kind of shady went down, but like I didn't have to participate in anything. Uh, I was never implicated in anything. And it was pretty cool because uh, like the farmer, he had a big like uh, collection of antique cars. Like he had a 50, he had a 57, no, it was a 56 Chev, uh, Chevelle. He had a 72 Camaro. He had a like a 60s model Mustang. He had an old uh, like the Batman, uh, the the old Batmobile looking Corvette. Like wow. the he had one of those, uh, like huge like classic car collection. And on the weekends, if we decided we were going to go out and cruise the town or whatever, like we just got to pick whatever car we wanted and take it out. So uh and he had this giant shop so my buddy and i would like if we needed to work on my truck or his truck or my girlfriend's car or whatever we'd grab an 18 pack of beer and go in there at 11 o'clock at night and we just work all night on vehicles and stuff so like and had full run of the shop so like, like i was the uh I, I got to benefit greatly from you know a uh, a massive cocaine dealers enterprise which is that I like my dad one time he he goes you know i really don't like anything that he does and i really don't like him at all as a person he's like but he's always treated you and nick really well and he's like i can't you know i can't fault that like y'all uh you've both been very well taken care of whenever you've been around there so like see even really just irredeemably bad people aren't necessarily a hundred percent bad like everybody has a good quality somewhere you might have to dig right. really deep to find it but yeah, that reminds me of my first run-in with cocaine ever. Like I didn't, I didn't do it, but I was, this wasn't that long ago. Well, I guess it kind of was. I'm old now, but, um, I was that I living don't up believe. here <laughs> and I like went back down to my hometown and I was like trying to hang out with people. So I was hanging out with this guy and he was 38 and I was 23 and like, 
I thought it was okay to lie to him and tell him I was 24, like that made a difference. But I told him I was 24 and I thought we were going to the bar. That was like my whole understanding of the whole night. And he's like, we have to make a pit stop on the way. I'm like, okay. So like, I'm prepared to just like wait in this car. And he like pulls out like a 15 pack from his back seat. He's like, we're going to drink here. We're not going to the bar. I'm like, okay, like, where are we? We walk in and these people, like, this is probably not going to seem like shit to most people, but like, this was like shocking for me at this point in my life. But like, we walk in and these people are like, just zooted out of their mind playing African drums to like the beat of Tupac songs. And I'm like, where have you taken me? So that ended up like, he was like selling these people Coke. I didn't know this until like, they like got out the dollar bills and like started snorting. And they're like, so you've made it to 24 without ever like putting anything up your nose. And I'm like, yeah, I have. Don't feel like starting today though. Thank you. Like I ended up just like drinking until the point I was comfortable and they gave me my own African drum and like we were talking about goats and like it was actually a really good night, but the beginning was a little rocky. <laughs> so speaking of ending up in places that you weren't expecting to be or might have been a little uncomfortable with, uh on a rare occasion where I'm not actually drinking in one of these stories, I was babysitting some of my fraternity brothers. Uh we were all hanging out at our uh, like I had a me and another uh, fraternity brother and a buddy of his had a house. And so um, a bunch of our fraternity brothers were hanging out there at our house. And I was sober babysitting them because they were like the, uh, they were the ones who didn't drink regularly. So if they were going to be having them like a big drinking night, somebody needed to make sure they didn't do anything completely fucking stupid. So uh, somehow that was me because obviously I'm the embodiment of responsible adult uh especially at that point in my life (laughs) so i'm babysitting these guys and like they're just acting like dumb children and it's like i got i gotta get these motherfuckers out of the house so i just start texting like all of our buddies i'm like hey what's going on tonight what's going on is there any you know parties going on anybody hanging out somewhere like i gotta get these guys out of the house what's going on and our gay fraternity brother sends me a text back and he says there's a drama club party at the commons. You need to, y'all should come over to that. And for some context and background, I had a, uh, a gay friend that I went to high school with who was in the drama club party at a different university. And I would go hang out on the weekends with him and go to drama club parties because the convenient thing about being a straight guy at drama club parties is Drama club parties have a whole bunch of gay dudes and a whole bunch of straight girls who are not getting any attention paid to them. So if you are the straight guy at a drama club party, you are like gold. That everybody <laughs> loves you. Makes like sense. like girls would literally walk up there like, you're the straight guy. I'm like, straight guy. That's me. <laughs> so, so anyway, our fraternity brother says there's a drama club party at the commons that we should come. I'm like, load up in the truck we were going to the commons drama club party and everyone was like oh hell no we're not going over there it's just a bunch of gay guys i was like y'all don't get it you are looking at this from the entirely wrong point of view it's like yes there are a whole bunch of gay guys 
and none of them care anything about any of y'all's redneck asses. There are also a whole bunch of straight girls who are probably half naked, if only half naked, and they are not getting any attention paid to them. Like you will be their savior. Now get in the fucking truck. Oh my gosh. These bunch of redneck motherfuckers get over there and start like dancing and hanging out and like partying with all the gay dudes. And they were playing like strip Jenga and taking shots and dancing with the girl. Like it was probably the most fun any of them ever had. And it was wildly entertaining for me because I'm just sitting back watching it. Like <laughs> this is like, this is great. Cause they were, so I, I'm pretty redneck and uh, they put me to shame as far as uh, level of redneck goes. So it was it was impressive and a lot of fun. Like always be willing to the the moral of the story is always be willing to step out of your comfort zone and do something that doesn't seem like it's going to be right for you because you're probably going to have a lot of fun. That's true. <laughs> yeah. All right, what else you got? Oh, I had two in my mind. I can't remember what the one was. Okay. So this is kind of like crazy. Well, that's the point. But um, so when I was 18, like my parents and I like fought a lot because like my stepdad and I basically hate each other. So like as soon as I was 18, it was like, get the fuck out. So I got the fuck out and I moved in with this guy like I had no business living with at all. Like it was really bad. We'll get to that. So he worked for this bar and we were at this company party on um, Memorial Day weekend or something like that. And like we were drinking at the beach and I had just like bought a car and like my mom was my co-signer and like it was this whole big thing and like I should not have been behind the wheel but we ended up driving to his mom's house and like the whole way there, he's like, your mom's going to get your car repoed, blah, 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 blah. She's going to take your car away. And like, I'm drunk, should not be driving. And I'm just start hysterically crying. And I drive us to my mom's house. And like, he, I don't know what happened. Cause like, I just walk in the house crying. Like, you're not going to repo my car, are you? And she's like, no, why are you here? And my boyfriend at the time rips off his shirt and starts like getting ready to fight my stepdad like you're not gonna fuck with my girlfriend and blah blah blah. I see this I'm hysterical I like go lay down in the grass and I'm like outside in the grass crying and we end up leaving and like the whole my parents like disowned me over that for like a little bit and he's like on the way I think it like clicked with him like oh if she's disowned she can't leave she's stuck with me and he's like I'm so sorry I'm so sorry I just ruined your life I just ruined your life like blah blah blah. well anyways a week later my grandma dies and he had just turned 21 so he really wanted to be driven to the bar so he could hang out with this girl which for some reason wasn't a red flag to me at the time but I was really fucking dumb when I was 18. Like, you do not understand. So, <laughs> so I'm like, no, I'm not driving you to the bar. And like, he gets furiously pissed at me and starts throwing. And I mean, throwing everything I own outside. Like, I got hit by dresser drawers and shit. Like, it was insane. I'm screaming bloody murder at him, not because like I'm upset that he's throwing my stuff outside, but because he ruined my grandma's dresser and the neighbors end up calling the cops. 
Now, the cops end up showing up. I just want you to have a really good visual of what this apartment was like. So, like, we had, once I knew the cops were coming, like, we hid all his bongs and stuff. Like, he is a felon. I didn't want him to go back to jail. So, like, there's porn posters everywhere in his apartment. Like, there's porn DVDs everywhere. The cops show up, and they're just, like, looking around, like, what is this place? And, like, while one was, like, talking to me and questioning me, they're just, like, staring at random things and I'm like I ended up lying to them like no everything's fine blah 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 I'm just gonna move out tomorrow and he helped me pack (laughs) so yeah the like random people in the apartment complex like helped me put all the stuff from the yard in my car and the next like I lied to him and I was like no everything's fine I'm not going to leave you I'm so sorry I didn't drive you to the bar I so I could stay the night that night the next morning I drove to my mom's house and like it's like go look in my car and she's like what happened and I told her and she's like well we'll see if you can come back home I'm like oh so I ended up living in my car for a few weeks and yeah not worth it (laughs) wow yeah well I mean, we all make bad choices. Yeah, that was a bad one. You may have made an exceptionally bad one there. (laughs) Speaking of bad choices and sleeping in places that are uncomfortable or shouldn't probably be in, (laughs) it's going to sound like I have an alcohol problem, which I don't. (laughs) At least I don't anymore. That's probably the best way to put it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I acknowledge here. that it, at one point I probably definitely did, and even even at one point I I like I I realized it was like legitimate problem and just like quit for for a long time. Uh, but in college, I, I definitely had a problem, and uh, there was one there was one night we went like we went party hopping basically. We we hit like three different parties, and I, I really don't remember a whole lot past because I pre-gamed uh every weekend god way too much uh so i i would get like the uh a little fifth of jim beam and i would drink that before we'd go out that way i'd be good and good and ready to roll and then we went to some party and they had uh like hunch punch or hurricane or whatever you want to call it like uh if you if you watched the lions of liberty debate between tho and uh and Brian McWilliams from Monday, though was drinking some hunch punch. And that was I was at the Mississippi State. And so down in the South, that's a that's a popular drink. But basically it's like every uh every hard liquor, like clear colored hard liquor that can kill you mixed together with some fruit and uh some like Hawaiian punch. And I think so we call that like jungle juice here or something. Okay, so I guess it's every, I guess every uh, part of the country probably has its own version of it, but anyway, so we were drinking that, and then I, like, I vaguely remember going to another party, but I don't remember anything about the other party, and then, like, the next thing that I I really remember is uh, I'm taking a shower, 
I'm like, we're somehow I'm back at the dorm room and I'm taking a shower. And then the next thing I remember is I'm sitting outside talking to my roommate. And then the next thing I remember, I wake up in a ditch. <laughs> so apparently connecting the dots there, we all came back to the dorm and everybody else went and passed out. Well, my ass was beyond the point of passed out. Like I was blackout doing dumb shit. So I took a shower because why not? And then the RA said that I was standing at the end of the hall, just with my towel on, staring out the window, like looking outside. And he asked me if I was all right. And I spun around, I opened up my towel, shook, shook my junk at him, and then dove into my room and locked the door behind me. What? Well, then I apparently after that, I go in like I'm in the room. I dry myself off. I put clothes on and I go outside to smoke a cigarette. And that's when my roommate was out there. And so he and I are just like, I'm sitting there smoking a cigarette and he's talking to me. And then I guess he went in to go back to bed and I just got up with my pack of cigarettes and started wandering around campus. And <laughs> at some point, like I fell down in a ditch and I just like passed out in the ditch until like four o'clock in the morning when I woke up and then I'm, I didn't have a shirt on, like. <laughs> I don't know what the hell like I, I could have swore I was wearing a shirt when I went outside to uh <clears throat> to smoke a cigarette but when I woke up in the ditch there was no shirt and uh I wandered back to the dorm and took a shower and went back to bed <laughs> so, yeah nice um, <laughs> it's pretty impressive I, I definitely had a drinking problem <laughs> yeah I feel like my like early like well let's be real before early 20s to like early 20s like I don't know how I really lived like I was always drunk unless I was at work and I'm gonna say that loosely unless I was at work because like I've definitely like closed down the bar and then had to work at 5 a.m a few times and like thrown up at work so I'm not, not, I couldn't do that anymore if I wanted to. Like, I get hungover before I go to bed now. So, I drink, if I drink more than two beers, I have the worst migraine the next morning. Like, I'm, I'm kind of got, I've, I've got a, a limit of two. Granted, I don't drink light beer. Like, I, I drink, uh, I like dark beer. I like stuff that's a little more heavy. So usually those are a considerably higher alcohol content anyway. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean, if I drink more than two, uh, I usually have a headache. Yeah, I, I don't like I don't mess with hard liquor at all anymore. That that uh, that was see that was what I that was what when I realized I had a problem was I had drank I drank a whole big bottle of uh, Jim Beam Red Stag and Pepsi. Like I just drank the whole thing and. It was like 10 o'clock at night and I was still awake. I wasn't ready to stop drinking. And the, uh, the gas station down the road, uh, they sell Jim Beam. So I was like, all right, I, I know I'm too drunk to drive down there, but it's only like three, four miles. I can walk. So I grab a pack of cigarettes out of my truck and take off walking. And it's like 
middle of February, like 20 degrees outside. But I'm wearing my uh, I'm wearing my bourbon blanket, so I don't feel it. I go I walk all the way down there, buy a bottle, and on my way back, I finally start to like sober up a little bit, and the the cold hits me, and I realize fuck, I just walked like seven miles round trip in 20 degree weather to get a fucking bottle of bourbon. Like I, I might need to uh, like stop drinking. And I, so I don't, I don't drink, I don't drink hard liquor anymore. Uh, very, 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 very rarely. And never more than like just a, a little splash in a mixed drink or something. And See, I'm an adult, I'm adult enough to acknowledge that I have a problem and to put the problem aside. Yeah, I don't think I've like drank, drank hard liquor besides like sipping on drinks like since high school because like I made myself so sick so many times, which earlier you mentioned babysitting and I thought of this, I just remembered. But so I'm like almost 10 years older than my little brother. And I was supposed to be babysitting him and this guy that lived down the road. I was like, hey, come over to my house. I'm going to make some pancakes. And like he brought over a fifth of five o'clock vodka. And like we ate pancakes and slammed that fifth (laughs) at like 10 a.m. So my stepdad got home from work around 4 p.m. I'm laying on the kitchen floor like ill and that was the only place I felt safe it was like cool and dry like I didn't want to be in my room I didn't want to be anywhere I just wanted to be on the kitchen floor and he was like you cannot stay here so he carried me to my room and put me in bed so I crawled my way back to the kitchen and he's like your mom is not coming home to this I don't know what you did today but you need to stay in your room so I stayed in my room and I like projectile vomited for like ever. And then I managed to fall asleep. And my mom like slams open my bedroom door. She's like, wake up. And I'm like, no. And she's like, what have you been drinking? It smells like vodka in here. I'm like, I haven't been drinking. And she's like, well, then why does it smell like vodka in here? I'm like, I don't know. Maybe I spilled nail polish remover or something. And like, she was in such denial that like I could be a bad kid that like she came to the conclusion that my friend that came over like roofied me. <laughs> I let her roll with that because I was not trying to get in trouble. But yeah, that was sickening. I don't do vodka very well. And like but I still do drink it. So I guess I'm lying because I like Bloody Marys. So, <laughs> but that was rough. My, I don't even know what my brother did that day. Like he's, he's alive and well. And so, yeah, he survived. So obviously he figured it out. Like he, I have he learned no a, idea if he, he ate learned lunch a, that day. Like, I don't know. He learned a valuable life lesson is what he did that day. He, <laughs> he learned that you cannot rely on a drunk person. For no. Anything. You just got to no. take care of yourself. Yeah, I have no idea. Speaking of brothers and drunkenness, uh, <clears throat> so I've got several friends that like we we grew up together. Uh, like me, so we're all like right close together. Uh, their older sister is eight months 
older than me and then it's me and then uh the next one is eight months younger than me so we were all right there together and then our younger brothers are three weeks to the day apart from each other uh, a couple years younger than us so like we were all right there together age-wise and um, in college uh the the brother who was closest to my age was and the sister had a duplex that they that they lived in and so the sister was going out of town and she told us we were not allowed to have any parties while she was gone that we were not gonna wreck her uh we were not gonna wreck her house uh, no parties so i mean of course we already had the keg lined up like before she even made it out the door it wasn't like we you know you tell us don't have a party we're, we're inviting everybody in town like uh so oh god like somebody threw up on the couch which was horrible because it was like this really nice white couch the she had these like really fancy uh candlestick holder things somebody broke one of those fuckers in half <laughs> i super glued it back together and then like it was black well so i super glued it back together but there was this chip that got knocked out of it so i take a black sharpie and color in the part where the chip was sit it back on the thing and turn it around where the, the the chipped off part was facing the wall she didn't find out for like three years that that thing was broke like when she moved when she graduated and went to move out and was taking it off of the like off of the mantle and saw that there was this black chip like so we did a really good job of selling this that we had not had a party uh, my brother got drunk and somebody like drug him around and like just ripped his shirt completely off of him like not not like took it all like it was ripped to shreds just dragging him around the house like on the floor uh like the next morning we got up and we were cleaning up and getting everything we had four trash bags just full of beer cans and liquor bottles and all kinds of stuff uh their dad shows up so so we like cram everything into a closet in the back room of the and they left me with the dad to try to run flack and distract him while they finished getting everything like hidden and put away. Uh, like, oh, oh, golly. What else was it? Oh, uh, so on top of all of that, like the vomit on the couch and everything, we had to flip some cushions around because like, <laughs> it was, uh, it wouldn't clean out. It, it, I, it was clean. Like it's, it didn't smell like vomit, but there was a little bit of a like greenish stain to it. So we had to flip some cushions around, but not like nobody was ever any of the wiser. So we got away with that party. So we did, then we had another party another time. And that one, uh, my brother got just shit faced drunk again. Oh, so the first party I was DDing. Like I was trying to make sure that we were being responsible. Everybody's being, you know, well taken care of. And this one chick had been flirting with me all night and she was very drunk. And so at the end of the night, like I'm taking everybody home and getting folks out. And so I was taking her home and all of a sudden she starts rolling the window down. Like, you all right? Like, is everything okay? Do I need to pull over? So like, no, no, I'm good. I just need some air. Like, all right. Like if you're going to throw up, tell me and I'll pull over. Like, I don't want you throwing up all down the side of my truck. No, no, I'm good. I'm good. <gasps> just all down the side of my truck. It's, uh, needless to say, I, I dropped her off and left immediately. And uh, I did not linger after that one. 
but gosh, it was so awful. Like it was just all down the side of my truck. And then, so then there was the other party that my brother gets real drunk and I take him home. And at the time we had converted our like bedroom area upstairs in our parents' house to uh, like one side was like a party or a gaming area. It had a big entertainment center and a couch and a couple of recliners. Like that was our hangout spot. And then we put both of our beds and in, in the same room together. And so he, I got him in his bed and I laid down and I hear a, and I roll over and I look and his ass is laying in the floor. I'm like, whatever. He fell out of bed. Just, it's fine. So I, I try to go back to sleep. And then I hear, sounds like water hitting the floor. Oh no. I go, hey, what are you doing? He said, I'm using the bathroom. He's like, in our floor? He was like, no, I'm in the bathroom. I jumped out of bed, grabbed him. I grabbed him by his arm. I said, pinch it off now. <laughs> I drag him. I drag him across the upstairs into the bathroom, just like slam his ass down on the toilet. I'm like, now you're in the bathroom, dumbass. And I took his uh, towel and I took it back in the room and I just threw it down on his puddle of piss. And the next morning, he when he woke up, I was like, hey, uh, you got a piss puddle over here you need to clean up. He's like, what? I said, yeah, you pissed in our floor last night. He said, man, I thought that was a dream. I was like, no, dumbass, that, you pissed in our floor. Oh, gosh. And then the, uh, let's see, the last one, like the last big shindig that we had before we all grew up and moved off and started behaving like adults, uh, <laughs> or, you know, uh, in, in comparison, I guess, anyway, we, we had a big blowout and we did a, we had a Jaeger party. So we went and we just bought as much Jaeger as we thought we could drink without killing ourselves and loaded up on Red Bulls and monsters. And we just did a Jaeger bomb party. Like everybody just sitting around taking Jaeger bombs just left and right. Oh my gosh. We were so drunk. And it, somehow we got the cops called on us, which I'm, yeah. I was like 22 or 23 at the time. So, I, you know, I was of age. Well, the cops show up. Well, all the dumbass kids that are like 18, 19 years old that were at this party are like funneling into the back of the house to hide in closets and shit. And somehow I got trapped with all of them and drugged to the back. And I get to look at like, I'm sitting here with my, with my Jaeger mom looking around and I'm like, why the fuck am I back here with all you kids? Like, I'm a legal drinking age. I'm going to go outside and talk to these motherfuckers. So I walk out of the room and uh, I guess there were a couple dumbasses that had uh, gone outside and got to fighting. And, got to, and so, so they had, uh, they got broken up and they both had to leave. And whew, we had, uh, we had a few too many. Uh, there's no such thing as too many parties or too much of a good time. It's, it's all life experience. It is. <laughs> now your peace story reminded me that guy that I was living in his apartment I was talking about earlier. I woke. So like, this is so embarrassing, but like, we didn't have a bed. We literally slept on the floor. Fun fact. I've moved up in life. I have a bed now, but um, I woke up one morning. <laughs> I woke up one morning and he's like holding a Budweiser box 
like in the closet and he's just peeing in it in the closet and I'm like what the fuck are you doing like same thing like just using the bathroom and like the next morning I'm like are you gonna go clean up your mess and like he didn't believe me that he peed like he went in there sniffing and stuff and like I had to throw away so many clothes that was such a shit show part of my life like just I don't know why I thought like this is fine oh so to close it out I guess because this has been ridiculous <laughs> so the the really funny thing so my brother like I said he got drug around and his shirt got completely like ripped to shreds off of him so uh our buddy who was three weeks that he and they're three weeks apart gave him his shirt whenever we left the next morning so he wore his shirt uh we had gone to hang out with their parents and like at their uh like our family and their family we get together fairly regularly and so we had gone down to hang out with with all of their family and stuff one weekend and i was looking at the like the pictures and stuff that they had and i was like oh I'm like my brother has that shirt and uh <laughs> and the mom she goes one like it i was like no that exact shirt but both of them had senior pictures taken in that same in that exact <laughs> same shirt because it's because they had had their pictures done before the party and then uh, my brother had his pictures done after the party so both of them have a picture have a, had a picture in that same shirt it's hilarious it's pretty funny <laughs> oh well see this is good this is good to unwind and not talk about political bullshit or anything yes. brained or need need fun story time i agree <laughs> well thank you for joining me again see i hold the uh for all of your thousands of followers and my puny following, uh, I am the only one who's managed to get you on a podcast, I believe. Yep, you are. I've been asked, but like forgot to respond to other people. And then like a lot of time goes by and it's like too weird now. So you're in luck. You're the only one. Success. I'm, <laughs> obviously, by all the stories, I'm definitely winning at life. And this is just another example of that thanks Elena this was fun yep <laughs>